there, you are listening to IWG Radio, the place to be for all of your wellness needs. We just want to take a moment to thank you so much for listening and just let you know that any of the information that is provided is strictly for an educational resource and is not intended to diagnose or treat any conditions. The lifestyle interventions discussed should not be used as a substitute for any type of conventional medical therapy. This is Dr. Phil Pritting, chiropractor here at Integrative Wellness Group, and in today's episode, I will be sharing some information about the head and neck region of our body. We'll go through some anatomy, some energetic component, um, physiology, different parts of this body, and how to keep it healthy. So the first part of this podcast, I'll go through the spinal component of our head and neck. So this region of the body consists of the cervical spine. There are seven vertebrae that make up this part of our our spinal column. And in this part of the spinal column, we have a specific curve that's similar to the low back. So it creates a a nice C-shaped curve and this curve allows our skull to sit and rest on top of our cervical spine and to keep uh, our head our eyes level and head upright so we want to make sure that this part of our spine the curve is as optimal as possible and oftentimes in our modern day society with, our, with everything in front of us, our shoulders rounded, our chin jutting forward, this curve can get compromised and, and straighten actually to become more straight um, and lose its curve. And when this happens, it can compromise the vital nerve supply that comes out of the spinal column. And this nerve supply in particular goes into our shoulders, our hands, arms, forearms, and if these this area is compromised, that nerve supply, that blood supply can be compromised. So this nerve plexus is called the brachial plexus, and there are branches that come out of the neck, down in between the collarbone area, out and through the shoulders, and innervates or acts to communicate and talk to the muscles of the shoulder, the muscles of the arm, the muscles of the forearm, and the hands. Also, the blood supply that goes to nourish these muscles um, come through and around that network as well. We have important muscles in the neck that help to support this curve. We have the what's called the sternocleidomastoid, This is a very, very strong, large muscle that connects into the collarbone area and into behind the ear called the mastoid process. And we also have a group of muscles called the scalenes muscles, which are a little bit deeper, so a little bit more close to the spine. And these act to support and create motion in the cervical spine. And often these muscles can get very, very tight if if the curve of the neck gets compromised. And when these muscles get tight, it can also create aberrant or abnormal range of motion in the neck. 
It can also create compression in the nerve supply and the blood supply. So we want to make sure throughout the day that our posture, our alignment uh, is as optimal as possible so that this part of our body does not get compromised and create uh, damage and dis disease, dysfunction over time. And we can see that this is happening more and more with younger kids in that they're living in a technological age and they have devices that are out, out in front of their, their bodies and also the sedentary lifestyle of being sitting in a desk for hours at a time, wearing backpacks. All these things can compromise these delicate structures in our, in our head and neck. Can it also lead to, lead to uh, like, it can lead to like cognitive um, dysfunction where if that blood supply is not getting to the, to the rest of the body, can, it's not also getting up into the brain. Uh, there's an important part of our body called the suboccipital region. So this is where the base of the skull is. So if that curve becomes more straight, that top part of the head and the neck, that upper cervical area can get compressed. The spaces in that part of the body become tight and short. And these, this is vital to um, important brainstem activity, blood pressure, also getting blood supply to the brain. Um, so we want to make sure that that space is as open as possible by keeping our awareness where our body is, where, where our head is in space, where our chin is, when our chin juts forward out in front of our collarbone, it shortens the back part of the skull there. And so, yeah, that upper cervical spine is very, very important uh, brain, where our brainstem sits. And we want to make sure that we keep that as healthy as possible um, so that the blood supply, the nerve supply to, to the brain and the face and the head is, is as optimum as possible. Also, the cerebellum is located at that area, and this is very important to our fine motor movement uh, and control. So things that, uh, that involve fine dexterity, um, gentle touch, and also smooth coordination of the body, our balance, our vestibular area, where our head is in space. Um, and oftentimes when we have tension in the neck, it can, it can lead to headaches tension into the actual scalp, the uh, connective tissue that connects to the front of the, where the brow is, where the forehead is. It wraps up through the top of the head, down through the base of the skull, into the neck, and into the shoulders, and connects to the muscles of the shoulders and the, and the, lumbar, the low back, or the mid-back and the low back, and thus down through the whole body. So everything is connected. So making sure that we keep this area of the spine as healthy as possible um, is vital to our health and well-being and modalities such as chiropractic care, massage or myofascial release, working on those muscles, teaching your body how to hold itself upright with postural awareness in the office or I teach uh, foundation training which is a very uh, beautiful way to tap into our how our body holds itself up in space and learning how we can uh, keep that and become more aware and feel our bodies come out of, of that alignment.
as often as we can. Next I'll go into the aspect of the skull. So we have the cervical spine, then we have the upper part of the cervical spine, the upper cervical spine is what it's called, where the atlas and axis sits. Then we have the base of the skull, and then from the base of the skull, that, that part of the skull is called the occipital region. And the occipital region is a very important center for our vision. Uh, so we want to, so the occipital region is very important uh, region of the brain where our, our vision center is. From there at the side of, as you go to the outside of the occipital region where our ear is, that's where the temp temporal bone is. That's our inner ear canal. And from there, that connects into the TMJ, so into the jaw. So from the base of the skull, we get to the side of the skull where the inner ear is, where the, that's the temporal bone. That thus connects into the jaw, the TMJ area. As we go a little bit up towards the top of the head, from there we have our parietal bones. The parietal bones connect where like our left and right hemispheres of the brain are. That's that region of the, of the skull. If we go a little bit into the front from there, we have the frontal bone. And then as we come back to the side of the eyes, we have where the spheno, sphenoid bone is. And this bone is deep into the center of our brain and that is where our pituitary gland, pineal gland region is located, important for hormone regulation, uh, just vital, vital area to, to help keep, um, keep the, the brain centers healthy, the cerebrospinal fluid created and flowing from that area. The cerebrospinal fluid is important to help nourish and detox our brain um, and thus send that fluid down the spinal cord to the base of the spine, the sacrum area, and then back up, creating a nice healthy flow, which is very important to keep our body healthy and brain and body connection as optimum as possible. We also have um, at the base of the skull, so where that upper cervical spine is, we have the cranial nerves. The cranial nerves, there's 12 pairs, and these nerves, act to control things such as smell, vision, the sensation of our face and eyes, the muscles of chewing, so the muscles that help our, our TMJ, that area that I was talking about earlier, helps to control that aspect of um, our body, eye movement, um, the muscles of the face, so our expression, smiling, frowning, blinking, our inner ear, or the vestibular area, the, the balance area. Um, we also have the soft palate, so for swallowing. We also have the vagus nerve, which is a very important nerve that controls the autonomic nervous system, the system that happens automatically without us consciously having to think about it. So that comes down, 
the brain stem down into the heart, to the lungs, to the digestive tract. And also we have the muscles that go into the muscles that uh, we also have a cranial nerve that goes in to connect the the SCM, the sternocleidomastoid, which is the muscle that I was explaining earlier that helps keep our head upright. And also the muscles that are above the shoulder blades, the, the trapezius muscles that help support and hold our head on top of our shoulders. And then we also have uh, a cranial nerve that helps with our tongue musculature, which can help with our language. So we can see there's a lot happening in this head and neck region that we might not necessarily have been aware of. And the more we're aware of how important this aspect of our body is, we want to take care of it. So that's where chiropractic care, craniosacral therapy, postural uh, learning, postural education, postural awareness, um, exercises to help keep these spaces open, uh, myofascial work, some muscle work to help keep uh, the muscles from begin becoming too tight, get allowing more blood flow, nerve supply, uh, keeping the curve healthy. And in our modern day society, oftentimes this part of our body gets compromised very easily because the weight of our head, if, if it juts forward just a little bit, if it comes out of alignment just a little bit, it can put a lot of tension down through the neck, down through the shoulders, and through the whole spine. We also have what's called the meningeal system that helps connect. It's like a connective tissue that protects the brain and the spinal cord. And this also stores a lot of information of um, stressors or past traumas in our nervous system from when we we're in the womb and, and through birth and through childhood and adulthood. And so this is a, often a system that doesn't get worked on. With cranial work, this uh, system can be accessed and worked with and helped uh, to remove any adhesions and traumas and bring back alignment of these skull bones, the, the joints that help connect and hold our skull in place and also help with the gentle motion. There's a pump that happens in our brain and, and in between these joints that we want to keep healthy throughout our life. And oftentimes traumas can be stored in this system. So the more we can release our traumas, the more we can grow and evolve and live as happy and healthy as possible. Next I'll get into the energetic component of the head and neck. So the energetic or chakra system. So we have the, the third eye chakra and this is located between the brow. So between the eyebrows, the middle of the, the forehead basically. And that goes deep into the brain uh, where the pineal gland sits. So that sphenoid bone I was talking about earlier, uh, that is where that gland sits. So you can see that this energetic component, um, which is what's called the seat of our wisdom. So our intuition, our imagination, this is, uh, this is the, the energetic system. That's where this is located. And the color associated with this 
uh, chakra is an indigo. So, um, and when, when balanced, when the system is balanced and activated, it creates balance between the left and right hemispheres. The right hemisphere being the creative, the left hemisphere being our logical and analytical region. And some mantras or uh, words of wisdom that can help activate and keep this energetic uh, part of our body system open is I am in touch with my inner guidance. I seek to understand and learn from my life's experiences. So sitting in meditation or throughout the day, if you're having a tough day or if you want to access this part of your your body, sing, I am in touch with my inner guidance, repeating that, repeating that with love and understanding. I seek to understand and learn from my life is, life's experiences. Saying those over and over can help activate this chakra, the third eye chakra. Chakra that's involved with the, the head and neck region is the crown chakra. This is, this is located right at the top of the skull. And there's a, an important sinus in that area, um, which helps the brain's blood supply uh, drain and flow. And so right at the, the top of the skull there is the crown chakra. The colors associated with, with this is violet or a white. And... This point helps connect us to the divine source of creation, and this, and it also helps us uh, tap into the selfless realization that everything is connected at a fundamental level. So realizing that we are one, we are one with this earth that we're a part of, the more we can tap into this crown chakra, uh, it helps our nervous system, our central nervous system. It it calms our nervous system. It can help release those traumas that we may be storing in our in our nervous system that may become unconscious. We're not, we're not we don't we don't we're not aware that they're there until we bring them to the surface and work with them. So some mantras we can use to help us tap into the crown chakra are: I seek experiences that nourish my spirit. So really evaluating your choices, evaluating where you are in your life, if you're content or not, just asking those questions or affirming that I seek experiences that nourish my spirit are going to tap you into your divine source, you know, why, why we're here. Um, I live in the present moment, so that's what meditation can help us uh, access. So just being here in the now, and leaving that worry of the of the of the future or um, or sorrow or guilt or grief of the past, I live in the present moment. I am grateful for the goodness in my life. Oftentimes, we're we're thrown all these fear based uh, things in our society. Um, a lot of stress in our life, whether in the news or wars and. We can often find what's what's wrong with everything, but if we take a step back and kind of flip that on its side, flip that 180, I'm grateful for the goodness in my life. There's so much goodness we can we can find if we just take some time to 
one, acknowledge that it's there, and then two, uh, really th- think about and write down what those things are. I'm grateful for the goodness in my life. I love and accept myself. So when it comes down to it, we are with ourselves our whole life. So the more we can uh, seek to understand ourselves, love ourselves, be compassionate to ourselves first, and take the initiative of that being an important part of our life, I think uh, thus we can be we can be our greatest to each other. And that's where this divine source of creation comes in. And um, the fact that we're all connected, the more that we can support ourselves in this endeavor, living the highest or the most connected, um, compassionate, loving life, I think uh, the better we we are off uh, as human beings. So if you are resonating with the information that was uh, presented today in the podcast and you're looking to take some next steps in your health, uh, you can take advantage of complimentary 15-minute strategy calls. You can access the link on our site. Uh, We thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks.